I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy in a gold Rolls Royce, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Man United lose again and Chelsea win again. It's Thursday, 5th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Andy Brassel. And I'm Junkyard Dogelson. <laughs> bit of like shy FX going on there. Hug a diggity hoo hoo hoo, Peter. <laughs> Very enjoyable. Yeah. Or, or uh, what's his name? Who who featured on Dirty by Christina Aguilera? Red Man. Oh. Red Man. Red Man. He does great barking, doesn't he? He does. Did yeah. Red Man do that song with uh, Limp Bizkit? Where they're on the ceiling in the video? Or is it another member? No, that was outfit? Lionel Richie. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marcus, you've done me again. Oh, I have indeed. Big news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming from Ramble HQ. Pete Dolson has bought himself a scooter. I have, yeah. Watch scooter! out. Scooter! Give me barbecue, <laughs> beer and freedom, people. I'm on the roads. <laughs> <laughs> this is massive. <laughs> and you can't even drive. No. That's what a couple of the 17-year-olds who also take the CBD test said. How old are you? Why aren't you driving a car? Yeah. Shut up, you little tits. Easy. <laughs> we were only talking about scooter the other day. Little mm. would we know it would be a prophetic word that Pete Donaldson's turning up I today know, right? and a scooter's arriving. Watch out. Looking forward to nestling underneath that front wheel of a bus. <laughs> My head going pop like a watermelon. You, say, oh, you yeah. say that, but every time this week... Sweet but... release of death, Andy. <laughs> Finally! I have reached my destiny! Bring a... forth the Pirelli upon one's head! You said it was a death trap, but you were bloody right. That's what it says on the tin. Having uh, said that, every time we've said, Scooter! Yeah. This week, I have thought, well, you know. You've Six million record buyers worldwide can't be wrong, Look, can no. they? What was their one that they released about the lockdown or something? They, they, re- they, oh, they released. Oh no, he's not. Awful, he's not yeah. in the Van Morrison camp as well. No, is no, he? no. I think they were very pro. Look after yourselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, scooter. I, yeah, scooter knows. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> the, 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 but the what was it? Oh, uh, FCK twenty twenty is the is the name. But the lyrics were, "I don't give a penny." Fuck 2020. They're oh. trying to find something. I don't give a penny. Yeah. Is that saying in Europe? <laughs> yeah, but this is no, I don't no, no, give but, a penny. But this is when you know English is like someone's third or fourth language. Yeah, but if right. I, it's not. And, and credit to them because I struggle with one language. Uh, so let me make that absolutely clear. But when yeah. they just sort of rhyme words, like as we said on on how much is the fifth? How much is the fifth? Someone's got to plead the fifth in a minute by the sounds of things. How much is the fish? Mm. Um, uh, you know, every hour, every minute, every hour, find the power, take a shower. You know, is that kind of uh, is that kind of thing? But, ladies and gentlemen, we digress. Let us talk about uh, Istanbul, Bazikshahir two, Manchester United one. I mean, we can only talk about what happened, can't we, gentlemen? Uh, we're not anti-Manchester United. That's why we love Vish, um, our resident Manchester United mm. fan. He's not here, uh, uh, of course. Um, Jury's out on Marcus, though. Well, what Rashford? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I found it quite interesting that when Robin Van Persie said, "In my time at Manchester United, Sir Alex Ferguson said I don't mind losing as long as my team is not running less than the opponent." And then Denver Bar escaped the Manchester United. They're, they're running, they're running just about as much, but they're just giving Denver Bar a thirty-five-year-old footballer. Who? What I liked about that, a bit of a head start. What I like about that is that he needed uh, all of that head start. <laughs> Ole Gunnar Solskjaer said, uh, "You know, we've not done our duties. That's my responsibility. Um, you know, uh, uh, people, players forgot to get back uh, with, with the players they're playing against and marking. Forgot uh, and, to get back. And, forgot. And Denver Bar." Snuck in behind us. Snuck in. Snuck in. What a little, a little <laughs> six foot two sneak. 
Would you what a little sneak. Would you describe... Oh, that guy should go and play for Vissel Corby because he's a bloody ninja. Uh, How much he sneaked. <laughs> what a little sneak. Sneaky Denver bar. Oh. Covered in syrup. He's not a set of car keys, is he? <laughs> um, like, Denver bar, like... I, I mean, sneaking... You gave him more than half the field. Denver bar's never snuck in anywhere. But I'm not exaggerating. I'm, I'm not exaggerating when they gave him more than half the field. <laughs> I, I unconditionally love Denver bar. He's, mm. he's, one, he's honestly... One of my favourite footballers. Sing yeah. the song. Uh, Demba ba 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 Demba ba 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 Demba ba 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 Was that the yeah. noise that was going through Matic's mind as he was going? He's like, Bah, come on, a little bit further. I'm sure I'm forgetting something, <laughs> but why have I got Paul Johnson running through my head? Hmm. The, the thing is with him, he's not just a 35-year-old, and he's still a, he's still a very accomplished player. Yeah, well, he, took, there's, he there's, took it very well. There's no doubt about that. He can do more than just score goals, mm. um, as befits someone who started out as a midfielder. Mm. Um, but he is a 35-year-old who's had a few serious injuries as yeah. well. And, uh, you know, he's, I think, the only person in Premier League history to fail a medical at Stoke. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Did he have a training session before the medical? Yeah, just stick him in the training; he'll be fine. That it's, was a mistake. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's it's an extraordinary mistake yeah, yeah Mark said, I, I also once did uh, for 442 I once did an interview with Denver Bar oh, yeah. um, he's, he's great company and I also had to do I received a message late on saying we're doing something about footballers diets right and um, we want to know what sort of uh, food they eat to get themselves in the zone and um, he said I asked him about this and he said uh, chicken yassa it's uh harks back to my Senegalese heritage. Um, what is but, it, chicken yasa? Well, it's 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 a sort of, I think it's it's it's, it's got quite a thick sauce. Okay. Right. And anyway, he Ooh. he said, um, my mum does an incredible chicken yasa, and he goes, uh, once once you eat that, you you feel on top of the world. And uh, I said, so that gets you in the zone for match. And he goes, oh God, no, you can't move for like four <laughs> hours afterwards. <laughs> You have to have a lie down. <laughs> I, re I remember being uh, in Ghana for the 2008 Africa Cup of Nations and the group I was with, we had some Nigerian guys with us and they kept going mm. on about the uh, very stodgy, very carb-heavy, uh, what is it, I think... They, I think every call, country has a different name for They that do, like, in, like in the Kenya they have it, Ugali. Yeah. Ugali, yeah. And yeah. In, in Nigeria, I think they called it Swallow. Right. I think that's what it was called. But anyway, forgive me if that's, if that's wide of the mark, but... Uh, um, when uh, we were watching some of the football, there was there was a couple of particular players. And they were like, "Oh yeah, he talks about his diet." A bit, you know, a bit like Demba And they were like, "Yeah, it's all to do with with what he eats. It's all to do with the swallow and all the rest of it." And I remember uh, one of the American guys. I was like, "Yes, it's got nothing to do with the training. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just to do with this very stodgy potato field thing." I had I, I didn't have it in in, in Kenya where, where uh, they obviously call it. Um, is it Satsa in, in there? I always forget. The, the, yeah. um, but. I had, it. I think, oh, maybe it's like a mound of sort of mashed potato. It's it's good. Very taut kind of thing. It's like, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like a maize kind of, it's made of it. porridge, but really dry. Yes. You got, you've got to do exercise within half an hour <laughs> when you, after you've had it. Otherwise, I, remember, I put loads of Tabasco hits, on it and the, and the guy's like, God, I've never seen anyone put Tabasco on it. It's like, 
Offending it all just tastes of nothing. I'm sorry, it does taste of nothing. That's why I put Tabasco. It's delicious with Tabasco. Yeah, but that's why you have the chicken yasa with the sauce. Mm, you see, beautiful. all together, it's a bit like, you know, you just have potatoes on their own. Sometimes it's a bit boring, unless you... Very unless boring. You, yeah, exactly, yeah. We're all guilty of it. Everywhere. <laughs> we have for lunch today, Marcus. <laughs> well, I'm going to see Denver Bar. By the sounds of it. That, that's an excellent idea. He, he did have an all-round excellent game. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought, of course, his, his dummy for the second goal. Oh, the, yeah. The Edin Vishka goal yeah. was very, very nice in, indeed. And Peter Drury had, had uh, on the comms, had warned us about him because he's saying he had a... What did he say when he took a shot and it went over? He said, oh, he's got a great straight... He's got a very pure shot or something like that. And oh, did course, he? Because it came to be. There's, I mean, there's no... If you are getting... One-on-one, Denver Barra, uh, yeah, I saw him for Newcastle, obviously. Mm. He's he's imperious. He's wonderful. Yeah. Like, he's, he's such an excellent finisher of the ball. Well, the famous goal, or if you're from Liverpool, the infamous goal of Gerard mm. slipping and he, him nipping in, and it very much was nipping in in those days, and he was away. <laughs> you know, you compare that goal to the one last night. There's similarities in which he had a lot of the field to run into. I, I suppose that must have been the best bit for Manchester United fans in what was quite a trying evening. The yeah. fact where Denver Bar it reminded him of that had, had a sighter <laughs> in the second half and slipped over, and you're like Denver Bar slip. Yeah, <laughs> sure something's going on there. Oh dear. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, a real. Um, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a, it's, it's a real marker for Istanbul Basic to hear this result, Andy, because they're yeah. a young club, as we, as we mentioned before. And the thing that will warm the cockles of neutral football fans everywhere is that President and there are a lot of them in Turkey, an awful lot. <laughs> President Erdogan will be very happy with this result. If that's something we can't get behind, I don't know what, what we can. If this doesn't pave the way for a January move for Mesut Ozil... <laughs> oh, when is that going to happen? Just I, get I, I on with I it. I don't know what will. <laughs> but I like uh, I liked the fact that, um, on, on A, I like Rio Ferdinand's uh, infamous, in my opinion, mm. uh, the hold on Gary, because Gary <laughs> was talking about the, about the defending. He, went, he does... Hold on, Gary. <laughs> Just watch this. And he does a freeze frame. And the freeze frame is telling. Like Everyone's bunching up on each other. Mm-hmm. Not, like there are players uh, kind yeah. of not, not, not marking up. It just looked, it didn't even look schoolboy. It just yeah. looked like, what? like well, if you, again, jazz football. But, it, but, but B, if you, if you did that on a Sunday morning, that type of defending, <laughs> you, you would be looking around going, sorry, what? There's no basics, is there? They, oh. they win when a couple of players are playing to the level that they expect. Yeah. When they're, um, there's just no organisation. Individual well, qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Paul Skull said, you know, he described the first goal as under-10s football. And he's right. I mean, mm. I know Skulls can be a bit moaning and so on, but he's he's absolutely spot on. It's comical, it's laughable what happened. They but, had no one within 20 yards of their centre-forward bar. But you say this, and it always seems to come back to whether they lose. And we talked about this, I think, on, on, yeah. on the Ramble last week. You were in your, wearing your beige trousers. <laughs> <laughs> never no, never one happened. One thing or another. Ne- never happened. <laughs> but when you, when you think... It always goes back to Solskjaer, doesn't it, with with Manchester United? The, the idea that if if they win, everyone who criticises him mm-hmm. is wrong, yep. yeah. and that's one in the eye for the narrative. Yeah, <laughs> and you know if they if they lose, you know he's he's nowhere near worthy of being United coach, mm. and he, he shouldn't be in the job. But the fact is, we know he can organise a team. Yeah. We, we know he can defensively organise a team mm-hmm. because he's, he's proved that on a couple of occasions against big opposition. But I just wonder if here the pressure's on them a little bit more to be front foot mm-hmm. against Champions League novices, against a team who, who played reasonably creditably yeah. in both of those first two games but didn't score a goal, uh-huh. didn't get a point. And I, I wonder whether that's maybe where United are, are caught a bit between two stools because when it's up to them... Mm-hmm to make the running. And I think this is what people find so difficult to re- reconcile with the current Manchester United. That they're a team that made the first 10 years of the Premier League by being 
front foot by playing in a certain way, by projecting a certain image. Now, we know they're not that anymore. Mm-hmm. But being very but it devastate, seems that, devastating on the counter as well. But it seems that, that, yeah, that's true. But it seems that they can't be that mm. anymore. Well, you you would think. Can many teams be that anymore with yeah, shipping laws at the back? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when Liverpool get it right, they get it right. When Leeds get it right, this When Leeds get it right, Andy. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Uh, uh, Rio Ferdinand also tweeted, we should never have sold Raphael. Hashtag facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Wow. Well, d- don't put the facts in. Well, you've, yeah, you've used that incorrectly. Opinion. They, they sold, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hashtag hashtag opinion. opinion. We sold Raphael. Hashtag fact. Yes. yes. We should never have sold him. Yeah. Hashtag opinion. Yeah. That's how that should have if played A out. A plus B Why? equals C. Hold on, Pete. Okay. Because that's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was. Hold on, Rio. He was on his best behaviour for playing Manchester United, wasn't he? <laughs> I mean, if you're him, you're printing off that Rio Ferdinand tweet. You're getting it laminated and you're sticking it on your wall today. I'd say so. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Raphael. He, he, you know the way he sort of runs about, as if he's like a, a fan with talent, as you quite rightly said. Yes, and uh, it, he, he played he, relatively responsibly. He did, but he did dive in on the edge of the box at one point, didn't he? Was it for the one matter free kick? It's, it's, it's like it's like Mourinho with like controversial statements. Even if he's trying not to, yeah. there's always <laughs> going to be one that seeps out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked speaking of Twitter. I very much liked um, uh, uh, Spurs fans posting the video of Cavani uh, mm. slightly clattering into a defender, yeah. and they were basically saying, "Well, why isn't everyone up in arms? They're only up in arms because it's Spurs, because Harry Kane I mean, is Spurs yeah. and stuff." I was, I'll tell you what, mm. because he didn't give a look. <laughs> Pile into someone who's already in the air and invert him in 180 yeah. degrees and land on their head. I love football. It gives fans oh. like clear yeah. chances to show how level-headed and normal right. they are. That's right. And we never take it. Yeah. We always go, yeah. see the Arctic Roar, I'm going to shove it down my pants and run in the street. I am <laughs> mad. <laughs> Everything's like shades of grey in the rest of your life. And then when it gets to football, there is a clear mm. way that you can choose to look at things yes. that makes you look not like... Mm-hmm. a crazy person yeah. and you always choose the tribalistic crazy oh, person yeah. uh, tweet in but, fairness I don't think Cavani's fit enough to do exactly what you described <laughs> at the moment <laughs> but I find it funny though Pete. he's always fit though. he's always got a base level of mm. more fit than anyone you've ever if met if football was played on horseback <laughs> he'd have 10 Premier League goals already but that is not the case unfortunately <laughs> yeah I mean Peter what you've done there with your, with your sort of picking up the Spurs fans there is now you have an anti-Spurs agenda yeah you're the I one do. with the agenda I do Give not me, the, not the Teams that wear white. It's teams that wear white. Yeah. <laughs> it it's not the people who are desperately waiting for a forward to have a, a, a slight foul or a slight, you know. Can we have Lo Celso? I think he's very good. Do you think so? Can <laughs> Newcastle have Lo Celso? Well, he's very good football. Thank you very much. Get somebody rich to buy the club, <laughs> and then Mourinho will come, and then he'll get Lo Celso. Well, as soon as that fan letter goes to the Premier League, tell you what. Oh, they've sent a le- the fans have sent a letter. Ah, oh no! The, the, no one does a letter writing campaign like <laughs> like the Brits. Certainly not, Andy. Certainly not. We're, we're famous for I'm it. Surprised they didn't invoke the Magna Carta. <laughs> ah, the most famous of all the letters, of course. Indeed. <laughs> Next to Rosetta Stone. Uh, <laughs> um, Manchester United, yeah, I mean, they, the, the Champions League was meant to be where they were um, faring a little better, of course, because they have had impressive wins against PSG and RB Leipzig. And look, away trips in the Champions League, even to novices like this, Andy, these results can happen, but it is, of course, the manner of the, the performance. Uh, and the, and, and the, uh, we talked about Fernand and Skulls, you know, they're very, very upset about this result. And Skulls says, you know, about Solskjaer, he's got to try and get something out of these players that he's got. It's just how many more times are we going to hear this, this kind of thing? Mm. You know, as you said, Solskjaer's clearly a manager who, who's got ability to set up a team. In fact, I think, to be perfectly honest with you, I think 
if he was managing a side who was a bit further down the Premier League table, I know he, you know, he was at Cardiff for a bit and he didn't sort of work out too well no. there. But I think, you know, a, a middling to sort of, you know, Premier League side, something like that. Where I you mean, can... the reality is we're probably going to never get the chance to find out. No. Not, not because he's Mourinho type level, but mm. because when he gets fired from Manchester United, yeah. he's, he's never getting a job in the Premier League ever again. You probably, probably think not, but, you know, he can set up a team who, who can counter fairly well. And so, mm. you know, so, yeah. so he's not a bad manager. I think this people misunderstand it when, when, when some say, you know, well, he, he's not up to the task. It's Manchester United. There's so much pressure on this position. Mm. Um, not many people are up to the task or will be up to it. I mean, Louis van Gaal, mm. you know, didn't, didn't really sort of fare too well there and he's a highly decorated manager as well so it's not actually the slight and the dig on Solskjaer himself that people sometimes interpret it to be no I I think you can you don't have to be all in on him either way Mm. I I think you can just say he's limited and they could get a better coach Mm. which I I don't think is is particularly controversial Mm. but you know what there's obviously a lot of fallout over this because as you say it's a big deal every time Manchester United don't get a result Mm. the reality is Leipzig have done them an absolutely massive favour <laughs> by, by, by beating oh, um, by beating Paris Saint Germain. Mm. So you know this this group is still in United's hands. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite possible that they go out there, win the next three games, and everything's fine in a Champions League context. I'm not saying it will be fine in a Premier League context because I don't believe that to be the case. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think the way they're set up to play means that that they can they can actually do okay in the Champions League as we said in the ramble yesterday. Mm. Yeah. And the job will be a good one, you would think. <laughs> um uh, Chelsea won 3-0 against Wren, another clean sheet. Uh, uh Mondi uh, has helped them to five consecutive clean sheets, which is uh, Chelsea's first time in over a decade. 10 match unbeaten run. I mean, not that long ago, ah, they can't give a clean sheet. I mean, change the keeper, perhaps some uh, you know, things have gone in their favour. The Is red it card all, and so all on. about the keeper? Or would you say Thiago they Silva. signed a very good defender? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we did. We, we talked about this recently, but but the, the fact of the matter is, the results are coming, and, and Lampard is smiling. Um, I mean, the game from a neutral point of view was ruined by that daft sending off. Mm. Uh, no need to give him a, a, a second yellow. But I mean, who knows? The thing That's... is, what I don't get is this: this happens a lot, and I'm, I'm not taking the, the the suggestion that oh, but the continental um, representation of handball. You know, the, the point is, it was on English soil, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the point this is, is, England, it? is, is, is it's, meant to, it's meant to be universal now, the interpretation mm, yeah, of, right. of handball. Now, unfortunately, I mean, I don't think it's a penalty anyway. It shouldn't be a penalty anyway, no. ideally. The minute it happens, you know it's going <laughs> to yeah, be a penalty, I know, I know. which I think is, is, is part of the issue with, with the current rule <laughs> and, and, and with everything being poured over so, so minutely. Um, but the second booking belongs to the old interpretation of handball because what's very uncontroversial in again central european football Mm -hmm. or or continental european football Mm -hmm. is the idea that when someone handles in the penalty area that uh, and it's a penalty that it's a yellow card that's quite uncontroversial because that of course is when you've got deliberate or undeliberate handball Mm -hmm. and if you've got deliberate handball anywhere on the pitch it's a yellow card Mm -hmm. so if you're talking about handball having to be deliberate then it's an obvious yellow card. And that's something that we never really quite had in our heads over here. Having said that, the interpretation has now moved away from deliberate versus undeliberate. So how you can still get a booking for that? Yeah, I mean, it's extraordinary. Well, Julian Stefan, the the Ren boss, said uh, uh, unless the rule has changed and we weren't aware 
I don't know why he's decided to give a handball for this. Well, it, it, it came off um, Dalbert's mm. thigh as well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, but sort of. Before it hit his hand. Sort of rolled up his body almost. You know? Yeah, and he, he couldn't. Well, there was no well way he, he had time to get out of the way, Andy, didn't he? <laughs> hit off his foot. He knew the ball was around him. He had whole milliseconds. He'd he have pulled off his arm like a crab. Do crabs do that? I've seen an animated gif of one doing that. Oh, that must be really badass. Well, I think that's conclusive. Um, <laughs> uh, we saw Timo Werner taking two penalties, mm. and we know where he's going to put the ball when he hits them. It just you can't really <laughs> dive before he's kicked the ball. No, um, and he's probably going to end up in the back of the net. Honestly, as soon as he stepped up, because I remember the. You know, it wasn't that long ago when the, uh, he took his previous penalty for against who, when he just lashed it to the goalkeeper's right. And you thought, he's going to do it again. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and you think, oh, he's going to do it again. Can't put it loaded. He's going to have to put it high. Oh, he has. Yeah, yeah right I, in the top I, corner. I, I do think sometimes that, that if you've got a striker who can put the ball away like that <laughs> in a penalty shootout, yeah. penalty shootout from a penalty spot, showing uh, Turbo Timor, <laughs> showing a clean pair of heels to the penalty spot, yeah. uh, as he famously does. Um, do you not think that, like, it, you should be giving uh, the penalty opportunities to your striker because it's a really easy attaboy. It's a really mm. easy way to bolster a striker's confidence. A striker that's on eight goals compared to two um, is, is, yeah. is a it's an easy way different to, beast, for a striker to lose confidence though if he misses a penalty. Exactly. And then that's when you take it off and all yeah. of the points I've made but is I, come null and void. But I, yeah, no, 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 no. But I do see what you're saying. But I think... I, think with, with, I understand with, why they've done it, that's all. Yeah. Unless, unless you've got Sergio Ramos in the team. Yeah, very true. Well, you've it got a Ramos or a Kane who mix mm. up where they put it. They put it high, the mm. low, left, right. Well, can I just say Ramos is a, is a bloke who takes six Penencas a season. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas most people wouldn't take six Penencas in a career. <laughs> well, that was, um, who was the Uruguayan player in the 2010 World Cup who dinked his penalty against Ghana? Abreu or, or something? Yes. He was known yes. for doing that. Yes. And when he stepped up uh, against Ghana to take his uh, a penalty in the in the famous or infamous depending on where, where mm. in the world you live uh, quarter final I think we'll say infamous yeah here you would yeah um, in Uruguay glorious uh, fair play to them when he stepped up to take it I remember uh, being with a friend of the show Rupert Fryer who was mm. going he's going to dink it this is what he does like mm. he missed like two dink penalties and, and <laughs> had the keeper and had done a bit of homework but with all due respect to Sebastian Abreu yeah. he's not on telly every week like Sergio Ramos <laughs> no people that's... don't watch Real Madrid every single week I know but uh, yeah it's easier said than done Andy it's very true Yeah. well uh, Werner's on pens I would say put Werner on pens until all the goalkeepers realise he's going to just smack it to my right and then when that sort of seeped in, put back to Jorginho. And go, oh, yeah, what does he do? He does that. Li- oh, oh, he's gone. I thought you can say, and then buy Troy Deeney. You could do. You could buy Troy. S- smash it down the middle for yeah, the next yeah, yeah. 10 games. Petr Cech was talking about when Messi missed a penalty against him uh, in the semi-final at the new Camp when Chelsea went all the way. Yeah, and he hit the crossbar. Yeah. <laughs> Petr Cech said recently about Messi, it took him a long time to score past me. 10, ten games, in fact. Um, as I was an Arsenal player when he eventually did he missed penalties I made saves he hit the post but he never scored past me at Chelsea it was a pleasure to keep a clean sheet against him we had to join a... Arsenal yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that was a lovely little weird I was in a better backline yeah an, un- an unknown or unintentional dig uh, at <laughs> Arsenal but he said when he because Messi hit the bar in that semi-final when they when they won mm. uh, when Torres scored the late goal and gave, and gave Gary yeah. Neville an orgasm exactly <laughs> And he said, I wonder what he was going to do. So I waited for him to hit it and I went the right way. When Messi realised I was going the right way, he thought I must hit this high and he hit the crossbar. And I thought, I think Messi was just going to smack it into the top corner and hit the crossbar. (laughs) But fair play, Peter. Who am I to uh, question your credentials? Peter. 
Indeed. Chelsea looking good, though, to, to qualify mm. from the group. Um, uh, them and Sevilla, because Sevilla had a, a quite amazing turnaround against Krasnodar after going down to 10 men. I, I imagine... Yeah, it was an amazing one. I imagine Ren, obviously, uh, a, a newcomer to, to this season's mm. uh, Champions League. He's just like, oh, it's just tedious. That, that, that penalty just so, <laughs> sod off. I know. So we don't even want to get involved. No, we certainly don't. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go for a quick break. Hold on, please, Gary. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Hold on, please, Gary. Everybody, right, let's do it. Just even a show at footballramble.com Right now, show Peter or Vish or Kane or Jules or Jim or Andy Luke All my kids can read it out Well done When I'm in the studio and Pete's here and I play that song, I get sort of quite excited. I'm, I'm looking at him going, oh, I can see the architect of this masterpiece. You're sort of expecting, um, what's that? Oh, no. Who sang in Wham? Uh, George Michael. George Michael. Or Andrew Ridgely. Who did that great, <laughs> who did that great uh, duet with him? Was it Freddie Mercury? And he sort of came out. Uh, I don't think Mercury uh, and Michael did it. No. Oh, never mind. I no just way. I can just imagine somebody else coming in and singing instead of me, like the the woman who sings. Do you mean Barcelona? That was no, Freddie Mercury and. No. Uh... Don't let the sun go down on me. What's that? Who's was that it? with? Elton John. Elton John. Oh yes. yes, Elton John. I imagine like I'm Elton John, and then suddenly the woman who who, who yeah, sang yeah, yeah, on yeah. the on the original yeah. <laughs> before I dirty my feet on it. Well, re- really, you need Pete to be standing on the table for it but listeners it would affect the sound quality quite adversely it really would I think so, so yeah. if only for my loud trousers uh-huh. I sort of want to sort of yeah when you're here I want to say so Pete I mean talk to us you know where was the inspiration behind the music that? yeah yeah <laughs> Big Johnson behind the music his inspiration is Millie Vanillies I tell you what a few more songs like that and and, and we'll be forced to do one exactly yeah no. taken out of our hands you've <laughs> just set the fire under I think the idea of Ramble Cribs no. on uh, Football Ramble Presents <laughs> yeah indeed um Andy, you got the first email. I do. It's an email from Chris. It says, hi, Andy. Read this email out then. Cheers. <laughs> there you go. You're part of the gang now. Wow. Fantastic. You, you said yesterday on the show, didn't you, that you, you've never read an email out. Why you, you, you were close to questioning why you were included in, in that email chin. jingle. Mm, yeah. Well, now you've, got, you, you've earned your stripes. <laughs> I thought for all this time, I thought I was responsible for Pete overmodulating. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not me. Clearly. And Chris has proven that. Thank you, Chris. Nice one, Chrissy. <laughs> uh, we've got an email from, I think it's James Kinsella. Charlie, is that right? Or is it Jamie's? It's James. Yep. It's James. <laughs> little, little dirty giggle from Charlie in the background there. It's James. Uh, hi, Ramblers. Uh, to hear my league being mentioned twice in the same week was an absolute delight. And I want to keep the League of Ireland hype train going. Well, here we go. Um, you've always got a second guess, yeah. Irish names. That's why I'm for Jim. Maybe it's Jimmy's. I've never heard of it That's before. That's true. Um, I support Ireland's best club, Shamrock Rovers Road, and the recent uh, talk of Branislav Ivanovic uh, breaking the Russian Cup reminded me of an incident involving one of our players 10 years ago. The player in question is club legend Patrick Padjo Flynn. Yeah. As we were having our league, a trophy presentation. Our captain Dan Murray was raising the trophy over his head on the podium while uh, Pajo uh, jumped up and headbutted the trophy, splitting his head open. Rather than getting stitches from the club doctor, he jumped into the crowd with blood gushing down his face, then went clubbing with the players and fans with a mild concussion. Wow. Well done, that man. Flipping heck. Kind of. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dearie me. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Happy hepatitis time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm the Terry Butcher of <laughs> title celebrations. I'm Dollar the Butcher. Yeah. I like. Blimey, O'Reilly. That's an Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. An absolute pleasure having your emails. Just in a show at footballramble.com Right now. mentioned in the first half it was nice to see a few fans at Ferenc Varos mm. against uh, Juventus a few yeah a few well a few thousand many <laughs> yeah. well how many was... the stadium's not that big it's big enough I, I, th- I think you're probably looking at 15,000 about, about yeah 12, 15,000 uh, I know at the games in Kiev mm. both uh, the home games of Dynamo Kiev and Shakhtar they've been getting 20 in I mean, Ooh. the Olympisk is absolutely bloody enormous. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, yeah. Um, Pete, I sort of defer to you for a bit of kit chat. Juventus's orange kit with a smattering of... Blood. Don't mind it. Don't yeah. mind it. Uh-huh. I think people get upset too easily with kits nowadays. They certainly do. They should check out my collection of horrible <laughs> 90s jelly kits. <laughs> <laughs> was that before or after the pressure washer explosion? <laughs> oh, that was my... Uh, yeah, that was my Russia talk. Was Please tell me it's all right. It's all right, yeah, it's fine. Oh, thank it's fine. I've worn it since. On I'm, the field. Dirty yeah. my boots, got a goal. Thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm just pleased that Alvaro Morata managed to score and it wasn't given as offside or something. <laughs> he scored a hat-trick of disallowed goals last week. Do, do you reckon his teammates are calling him Alvaro Morata? Yes, Andy. Mm. I, I still think that they're doing that, yes. Uh, Thomas Muller doesn't play for uh, Juventus, does he? So maybe not. Uh, maybe not. Um, right, gentlemen, let's uh, turn our attention to something uh, very different. Um Former Premier League players have joined uh, a dementia study. Uh, 30 former pros have signed up to uh, a study looking at the early signs of, of dementia. Of course, the sad news, Sir Bobby Charlton uh, has dementia now has, has come through. And I think this is a, this is a chat that's um, getting more uh, attraction. Research found ex-pros are three and a half times more likely uh, to die of dementia than the general population. And five of the 1966 squad, uh, England squad, have been diagnosed. Uh, Nobby Styles' death only last week, of course, he suffered from it. And, and as we mentioned, and uh, Bobby Charlton diagnosed uh, this week as well. Jack Charlton as well died in July after suffering from uh, lymphoma and, and dementia as well. So, it's yeah, stark, isn't it? It really is uh, mm. quite something. So it's good that there's um, a bit more of a, a look into this. Um, and of course, the, the, the Finding Jack Charlton documentary is out tomorrow. Something yeah. that If you've seen the trailer, we're all looking forward to that because mm. it, it does look great. It's such a... Um, what we, oh, just such a just such a big uh, character, I suppose you mm. would say. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think this is something that's hugely important. I mean, Chris Sutton has done a, a lot of good work to mm. bring this issue to to light. And really, I know the the, the families of a lot of players who've, who've suffered from mm-hmm. from dementia. And you know, you think of the family of, of Jeff Astle. I think they've just yeah, not, that's, yeah. They they feel they've just not been listened to mm-hmm. at all, and that. Um, research and like a, a genuine investment in the game to to get underneath the skin of this issue in terms of time and in, in terms of taking it seriously is, is just not happened mm-hmm. and it's, it's it's not good enough and i do kind of wonder if there are a lot of people in the game or a lot of people at the top of the game who just don't want the conclusion the conclusion yeah. that perhaps heading is bad for you mm. and obviously a, a lot of people as well look at the fact and they think of I, I, even someone like me who's in my early-ish 40s, mm-hmm. you, you think, 
you know, back to when you played schoolboy football as a kid and you think, oh, well, the, the, the balls were like rock and they're not like that anymore. But of course, it's not just the ball. It's, it's the, the speed sort of the ball of, as well. Yeah, it's the yeah. speed of the ball. It's the sort of challenges mm. um, that are, are demanded from yeah. uh, from uh, heading the ball, you know, whether it's um, competing with goalkeepers or mm-hmm. um, strikers and defenders competing. So this is something that needs to be properly looked into. And look, if the game needs to evolve, the game needs to evolve. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And and I, I do kind of wonder what waivers soccer players have buried in their contracts, you know, the liability kind of yeah. insurance kind of situation. It, it will be in there. Surely any company worth its salt would have that thing that you can't come along 20 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later and sue that company who have put you into harm's way. Presumably, You say that, but like football is something that's become a lot more moneyed, but in many ways is quite backwards as yeah. a business isn't it I, well yeah. I look at kind of like how the NFL uh, players actually uh, it, it got to sort of like at a union level in that um, they reduced the amount of um, full contact sessions that were taking place in training you've got in uh, in baseball uh, the Buster Posey rule um, meaning that you can't kind of challenge a, a base I, I'm not really sure about baseball but I know you can't run full pelt into a into a person who's, yes. who's attending a base mm-hmm. um, and you know this this goes I mean when was was it um, Pele's uh, colleague uh, Hildorado who, who um, uh, back in the day Hildorado uh, Bellini Yes, he had CTE, uh, and he he obviously um, passed a, a little while ago. But th- this is in every sport, you know, and 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 with people who have um, who go on to uh, have substance abuse um, issues, mm-hmm. uh, it's it aggravates that like you won't believe. And these things, you know, Dave Mira, the, the BMX uh, star, um, he was his brain was just full of protein when when, when he committed suicide. Uh, you know. Um, there was a class action suit uh, run by a lot of ex-professional wrestlers who obviously um, are constantly just knocked mm. over and hit. You know the, the famous um, tale of uh, Chris Benoit, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. who murdered his, his child and, and his wife and himself, um, and, and it was all down to roid rage apparently. But then when they looked at the scandal's head, it was his head was he just didn't have mm. a brain left. It was because it you know. You look at some of his moves set, which mm-hmm. include like the flying headbutt and stuff like that. But it is just being knocked about yeah. consistently, like Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And it's, so you do sort of look at, so you do sort of look at people how how people's behaviour change later mm-hmm. in life, or or even while they're still playing. Um, and and as I said, some of you it kind of um, exacerbates that a little bit. But you do sort of think that things can be. You look at how footballers. I'm fairly certain that they don't use blood tests to ascertain um, uh, whether you've had concussion or not. Mm. And like, that that's the thing. It's it's, it's all been quite busked in terms mm, of concussion. Pro- isn't it? it's like, in, yeah. in terms of concussion protocol, yeah. and we're only really just starting to get there in terms of like really looking after the players in terms of mm-hmm. concussion at the moment. But and it's it's only really been a discussion in football probably for the last two years in England. Really, it's been, hasn't it? yeah, it's, it's, you, it's been relatively recent. Do you not think that things like the professional foul doesn't have a place in the game anymore. Like you're wiping out a player because it's just the thing to do. You take your yellow, you rotate the foul and, and, and you've jarred that player's head because frequently you go down like a sack of shit. So like, it, it, I just think stuff like that, unnecessary fouls uh, need to be taken out of the game. I, for me, professional fouls, it's just red for me. It's, it's mm. just crap. Well, it's people just... have suggested that in terms of the flow of the game, but mm. when you bring in something like that... Yeah, well, you, you're endangering a player's um, physical <clears throat> physical um, uh, presence, physical yeah. situation. Well, we saw, we saw that in the game uh, last night with, with PSG. 
uh, when, when there was a red card, you know, mm. something like that. Marquinhos had the gall to sort of get angry with the referee for for, for sending him off, you know, for but, sending Kimpembe off. But yeah. anyway, yeah, it's, it's, it's a different issue. But yes, uh, it, it's good that now there is a little bit more of a spotlight on this, as you say, Andy. You know, the, the family of, of Jeff Astle and and others have been wanting this. So Frank Worthington, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so so hopefully there's a bit of bit of traction. Uh, but but we are looking forward to the the documentary, of course, uh, finding Jack Charlton, which is out tomorrow. So it's uh, my football awakening. That that uh, really? side, yeah. That what, was my in first 1990? World Cup, yeah. Right. Baggio. Baggio. Yeah. From from one vocal artist to another, <laughs> do we do we know if Jack Charlton actually sung on the Euro '88 song for the Republic of Ireland? I, I think he definitely sang it somewhere Ireland, in a pub in Ireland. Ireland. <laughs> Show them what you've got. <laughs> Classic. Oh dear. For, for for an Englishman to be held so highly and warmly in, in, in the hearts and minds of the Irish people. Got to get the water to my boys. Exactly. That, that's, that is probably a bigger, bigger achievement than the World Cup, I'd say. <laughs> Getting the water to the boys. <laughs> As well. They're all... They're, all the boys all, need water. Indeed, indeed. Um, gentlemen, I'd like to finish with, um, with something quite lovely. Uh, Imogen Papworth Heidel uh, is a young girl and she's been cu- encouraging people to do keepy-uppies for charity. That's all very well. She hasn't seen me do them. <laughs> Terrible at them. Well, I, I think she discouraged you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can't look at that, Pete. It's all right, Peter. We, we need uh, we need this. Um, raised over £10,000, uh, one for every UK key worker, of course. And in total, she's she's got people involved, including Marcus Rashford. I believe Martin Kemp was even involved, Andy, one of your favourites. Yeah. Um, they've done. They've had over 7 million keepy-uppies, <laughs> as we call them in this country, for, for charity. She herself has done 1.12 million of these Kiwi uppers. That's incredible. Not all in one go. That would be insane. And I thought to myself, what, what, what Pete, how, it, an accumulative total of... 50. Of... I've done 50 in my lifetime. <laughs> my entire life, I've done 50 Kiwi ups. Yeah, I don't think I've even got to 100. I don't think I've got 87. <laughs> and that's generous. Let's get, impre- get the ball out. Get the ball out. Yeah. Come on. I, that's very, she did um, the last 3,000 of her uh, section at Abbey Stadium in, in Cambridge. So she's been doing, you know, like 6,000 a day or something like that. I was like, that's bloody Nora. <laughs> Cristiano would turn his nose up at that, wouldn't he? I mean, I don't think even he'd be able to do that many. Imagine that. Imagine if you it's said, very impressive. Cristiano, we, we're going to do, I'll just, I'll do all 7 million of them. Give us it here. <laughs> well, he's done it in half an hour. Uh, do, you remember, do you remember the, uh, I think he was a South Korean guy called Mr. Wu? Who at one point was the Kiwi Uppy champion of the world? Nice. I think he lived in New Malden in uh, South London. There's, okay. a, there's a huge uh, what a life Korean South Korean community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not that bad, Peter. Um, and he, I think it was him. I remember seeing on Transworld Sport back in the day when you'd see this kind of news. This is where you got your news from of this kind of stuff. What's Mister Wu up to? And yeah. he did. It was something like because they wouldn't do it in numbers. Of course, they would do it in time for the for the world champion. And he did something like eighteen hours, twenty five minutes. Jeez. Of just keep, wow. and at the end, you just see him and he's keeping it up and he's just slowly like collapsing to the floor and then eventually he <laughs> goes down. Um, I think he's still with us. In 2012, he was last sighted. Mm. Oh, you can uh, you can hire him out for a fair penny. Yeah, yeah. He does quite a lot of um, half-time stuff. Yeah. Nice. The, one of the most impressive things I've ever seen at a football match was at the Maracanã in Rio de Janeiro. And there's a story around this guy. He's a very, very old man who does keep-ups at half-time. And he just sort of like... You, you just sort of blink and miss it, you know, with people like throwing packets of peanuts around and, you know, skull lager being sunk uh, at, at, at the American R Stadium and, and, and so on. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a very old man who, I, I don't know if he's even still alive, but very old guy who 
in, in, in shorts, T-shirt, football boots, would do these keep-ups, kick it left to right, left to right. That's that's what he'd do. No, mm. no, no tricks. And he'd just keep the ball up and he'd walk around the pitch. I was utterly mesmerised to the point <laughs> of I thought, that ball has to be on a piece of string. But there's no <laughs> way he can keep it that way. But it's not. I remember reading ages ago and I've, I've tried to it's find Achilles this. Heel must, it's Achilles heel. His Achilles must be absolutely <laughs> I think it's one of those things that if he stops doing it, then he crumbles. You know, It's like if you, if marathon runners. If you this is it. my life! <laughs> Yeah, if anybody has any info on this mm. old guy who does sort of half-time keep-ups at the American R and presumably other stadiums in that part, it's like of the world. a Tour de France cyclist oh, off his head on pop belge. <laughs> just, just does it for the pop belge more more than the love of the sport. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm sure I read something about him. There was a story behind it, but uh, could yeah. be Scott Parker in 40 years' time, couldn't it? It could well be Andy. <laughs> could well be celebrating Doing it for Mackie D's. I oh, know, eh? Celebrate with the, with the uh, with the FA Cup winners' medal around his neck. Fulham's first major trophy win on display. Oh dear! Should have ended the show about ten seconds ago, shouldn't I? <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the Football Ramble today. It's been an absolute pleasure. On tomorrow's show, I'm back. Me again with Jimmy and Lukey. It's going to be a fabulous Friday. Um, Until then, thank you very much, Andy Brassel. Thank you. Thank you very much, Pete Donaldson. Ta-ta. Thank you, listeners. See you tomorrow. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.